Hey, I'm Julia Lopez, communication architect, international speaker, author of Leading in High Heels, and your host. Welcome to Brave, Bold, and Brilliant Podcast. Together with my guests, I will share with you inspiring stories where being brave and bold were the trigger to becoming brilliant. For the past decade, I've been helping professionals to express themselves with clarity and confidence in any stage and arena of their lives. Communication is key to success, and stories have the potential to transform lives and move people into action. There is someone, somewhere, who needs to hear exactly what you have to say. Be brave, bold, and brilliant, and speak up unapologetically. I'm very happy to welcome today to this talk, Maggie Bang. Maggie is a sex coach, relationship specialist, and a certified sex therapist. Maggie has shown men and their partners how to get truthfully naked with each other to deepen their intimacy and re reignite their desire. As a speaker, she approaches taboo conversations with a combination of light-hearted humor and the intensity of someone who is unwilling to allow relationships to remain anything less than extraordinary. Isn't it something that we all need? Maggie, it's such a pleasure to have you here, and I am looking forward to hear What were the brave, bold, and brilliant stories that you have to share with us? Thank you so much for having me. I just loved um, listening to your my introduction just now because you you say it so passionately, and uh, you know it's that energy, isn't it? So thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Because when you say uh, the, the taboo of sex, right? And when you say here, and I go back to what I said here, just make sure that I'm right. You said you show, has shown men and their partners. Explain a little bit about that. Is you, you focus more on the men or women as well? Well, the thing is, so I've been doing this work since um, 29. So it's been a long time now, over 10 years. And it's, as everybody's work is, it develops over time. And so I'm very much about committed relationships. Um, but I found over time that a lot of men were contacting me um, about their own relationships and about wanting to help. So the, either through what they'd read or they'd heard on radio shows or TV or my writings or word of mouth, they'd heard that I was just as much for them as I was for women. And so as time went on, I realized that because I spent so much time teaching and showing and really working with couples and really helping men to become better lovers, that if I concentrated there, that I was actually really helping women in the best way possible. And so this is how my work has really developed over the years. 
That is so amazing. I'm very curious here. When you say how to helping men to become better lovers, and what is this conversation about? Because I have my guesses, but I want to hear from you. You are the specialist. I could say that people contact me and work with me. Um, you know, it might be presenting with relationship issues. And so, you know, I say it's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Did the problem begin in the bedroom and ripple out to the relationship? Or was it a relationship problem that ripples back into the bedroom? And so the, the conversations sometimes don't start with the intimacy and the sex life. But this is the work that I do. It's peeling back the layers to find out really what is the problem and then finding workable solutions for everybody from then on. So, you know, different genders, different needs, different sex drives, lots of things that go into that. It's very complex work, very, um, I call my work mind aerobics. Um, and so it's really getting to the place I hear so often where, you know, men, it's about frequency of sex. And for them, of course, you know, the way they're built and made, you know, so often it's just about intercourse. And women are looking for so much more than just intercourse. And so how do we get that? How do we get that to improve? How do I get them to connect in a way that will really make them both feel better and to improve their lives and their happiness and their relationship. And so it's really a lot of my work is, is education, but also awareness, but is letting them know that um, sex isn't just intercourse. And then sex goes on, it's sexual activity is the whole sensuality as well as sexuality. So, um, and I found over these years is that The men who have contacted me and do this type of work are really, they benefit in the end from a deeply emotional, enriched relationship, just as women do. So where we think, oh, men are so different, you know, we start from our basic needs, from childhood, from babyhood, from when we're born. We all want to be needed, wanted, and loved. And once we recognize and really understand our partners on what they need, then we can get to that place. And so it, it's really fun, it's really rewarding, it's, it's great work and, you know, that's what I encourage. I'm sure here there are many women who will be thanking you yes. for the, all these years <laughs> of work. And it's interesting, there are two things that you mentioned there that I want to, to go a little bit in depth. One thing you said about this, yes, the men uh, understanding that sex is not only intercourse, that and then they they learn to benefit from it, like as not seeing themselves as only machines, right? Because just coming in and out. And the other thing, the complexity of uh, the sexuality for women, it, because it's, it goes beyond the intercourse it's so much that if we are disturbed, stressed, tired, we naturally are not, our sex appeal disappear. Yes. And so this is like, um, you know, the work is, is so complex that it's getting down to that um, 
is that satisfying enough for you to be thinking about other things during it? Are you wanting to change it? Because none of us, nothing will ever change unless we really want to, unless we can see the benefits of it, if we can see that things will really improve from us. So um, the thing is, have we lost sight? Have we lost sight of the magic, the spark, the things from the beginning? Have things got a bit dull and boring? And, um, you know, is it just one person that's wanting more? Is it both of you wanting more? And so it's a very interesting work of how to improve things. But do you want something to improve? Um. Something else I would like to ask you is, it, okay, in this context, I understand that you work more, the men are the ones who look after you, go, look after, go after you more often. And were, were there any challenging situation for you where I would call into our brave or bold action that you had to take with one client or something? Oh, well, I think, um, well, the, the work itself is big and brave and bold because it's how do you open those conversations? How do you, you know, it's not the same conversation for one person as for another. You go from one culture to another, different age groups, different backgrounds, every couple and every person is so unique. And so I still have to approach it with confidence. I still have to approach them with a reassurance once I hear what the problem is. Now I tell people that I don't take uh, everybody on as clients. Um, I have to know that not only are they in a place and willing, just like I say, are they ready for it? Um, because it's, it's a very sensitive, very in-depth type of work. And so it's really opening yourself up to these. So they've got to feel really comfortable talking with me. And so I can think of many situations um, with, uh, and like I say, you know, I do work with the men, um, but the men within couples as well. So it's, but as I say, it's often, you know, my social media and my writings now are, I'm speaking to, to men at this point. So because, and they're blown away by that. There is a woman who is interested in helping them over something that is so difficult. So, yes, uh, what comes to mind is a, a very challenging, you know, very young man in his mid-20s, one month after getting married. And they had decided uh, whilst they were dating not, not to have sex. And so, you know, the reality then, you know, the expectations, the expectations of um, the things that you thought were maybe mm, everything's going to be corrected and everything's going to be all right once you're married. And so here he was a month after and he was contacting me because it wasn't and things weren't happening naturally. And that is always such a big shock to people. It's like we're supposed to know how to do it, how to make it right, how to make it magical and, and lots of heat and passion. And it doesn't always come naturally to people. And so it's fine tuning, getting through the layers. And thankfully, um, his wife was able to join us and we were able to do this work. But it's very, you know, it's, I call it, it's a bit like dieting. There's a bit of a yo-yo effect 
You know, some areas of the work are easy and you'll progress forward and then you'll have a little relapse and you'll go backwards. And so we go backwards and forwards uh, and we make progress that way. So, and that's uh, an unsteady place to be. And so um, I'm a guide and I lead people through it, um, obviously holding them accountable, but teaching them at the same time, new skills and giving them the confidence and, and all of that along the way. So it's, it's very challenging, yeah. Isn't it, uh, listening to you, uh, it just came to my mind, isn't it so unfortunate that the way also our society moves, there are so many taboos and repressure towards our sexual development? Because from everything you're saying there, in my mind, the only thing that comes is like as everything else is a skill that needs to be learned and needs to be practiced over and over to polish and to master. But we will never be educated on that manner. And unfortunately, um, that is some of the consequences. The more rigid uh, we are or our society or family, etc. Yeah. more consequences we'll have after. Because even if we go then, just moving a little bit of a collateral here, if we go to the spiritual side of the human nature, it's part of what we, we are, our energy in, every, in a super powerful energy. And when we have everything balanced, the, the sexual um, energy is another energy that we can use to even to heal, don't you think? Absolutely. And really maintaining and hold, not just holding on to, but really developing people's masculinity and their femininity and not losing that and losing their identity and who they are, where they feel like they have to lose themselves in, to their relationship. And so it's, it's very interesting, very interesting. Yes, because also we are cre we are educated in certain expectations and stereotypes of uh, performance, yes. right? I'm a Brazilian, and you don't need to tell me the how Brazilians are tagged worldwide, and I don't see it. Uh, what? Where does that come from? But I understand in a way. Because our way of behavior coming from the tropical, where we are more touchy, where we are more, more huggy, and we are in a way, at least in my generation, despite of all the taboos that we had, because we were not really, for God, God forbid, to have sex before marriage and everybody was having, but anyways, that was, was the way it was. But uh, we had in a way, an easier going towards this play role that has, happens be, before the, the, the sexual intercourse. It's part of our culture in a way, which, for example, when we come to uh, Europe, I'm generalizing, of course, but this is the conversation, let's say, among the Brazilian women, we find that is the dynamics are different and then how you don't know really how to do it how to it it feels strange and what's yes and this is the whole what you're talking about is is the flirting it's mm -hmm. 
know, flirting is so important. That's the testing the waters to see whether that person, you can connect with them, whether there's an engagement, whether there's, oh, just that couple of minutes will tell you, okay, I can go a bit further, you know, of getting to know that person. And so, yes, some cultures are much more open as you know, from my, uh, my background. So uh, I was the first sex therapist in the Bahamas and the Bahamas like the Caribbean and Latino cultures and all of that is the same. You know, you know exactly where you are with somebody when they, they give you a look walking down the street or they say something and whatever, there's much, there's much more open. And so, yes, and here I am in Europe and yes, I, I fully understand what you mean. So it is, you've got the cultural things, you've got peer pressures, you've got the way that you've been brought up, how you have first discovered what was the sex education within your home and then in, you know, your schooling and your, the culture that you've been brought up in. So all those things contribute. But also we add in as we become adults and go on and on is, is our own experience with relationships. So people have, you know, they feel they can't do something or they're not good at this or, you know, so it's the labeling. It's the fact that somebody's told you something. And so you start to believe it. So we come to this type of work with people with their what we call self-limiting beliefs, the belief that will stop you from getting to that place of where you really want to go or think you should be. And so this is where uh, I come into play. And so it's really finding out what's stopping you. So mm. because anything is possible. So I'm a great believer of thinking out of the box and finding a workable solution on how to get there. That's awesome. And you say here um, that you're, as a, as a speaker, you bring like taboo conversations and just uh, with the, the intention to show people that any relationship should be not less than extraordinary. Can you give us some insights on that? Well, you know, I, depending on the audience, I have spoken at a business conference um, and really talking about uh, the levels of honesty and about talking the truth and how do we deal with that. And if we expect people to treat us in a certain way, isn't it better that we start treating that, you know? So it's how do we start off these relationships? So, you know, honesty is a big thing. You know, people have very, sometimes very decisive, clear um, views on, is it, should we be truthful with everybody? And there's some people that, oh, they can't take the truth and it would hurt them too much. So I'll just keep it secret from them. So secrets and lies, talking about secrets and lies and honesty, uh, it touches people's nerves, you know, and and also even going and one of my opening things is really people's understanding of what love is. And so I talk on my own personal experiences when I was five with my mother and how I then realized that no matter what age we are, where we come from, that we all want to feel needed. And loved and so it's where where do we get those from and these are big life lessons but of course you know at the end of all my talks I always do Q&A at the end of 
depending how long I'm given to, to do that. And of course, once people have heard and they have that sense of comfort talking to me, it's amazing some of the questions that and how open people are. So, you know, we always touching on things about, oh, well, I've got higher sex drive than my wife and, uh, you know, I need more and how do I get her to want more? And um, what happens, I remember one time somebody said, what happens with friends when you, you know that that's the wrong person that they're marrying and yet, you know, the wedding's coming up, should I say something to them? So again, honesty and at what level should we be honest with people? Um, but then we get into the whole thing over orgasms and, you know, we get into masturbation conversations. And so it's amazing how in the right setting, with the right tone, with the right wording, um, I can appeal and we can open these conversations. Oh, that's very awesome. And uh, my question to you would be also, from your experience in a general level, what is a common element that creates this imbalance on the desires between men and women? Right. So, well, I think it's, it all comes down to so many people just don't feel that they're known by their partner. Like they don't understand My partner doesn't understand. My wife doesn't understand what I need and who I basically who I am and what makes it. And she says the same thing. So just the fact of not really knowing each other to past a superficial level down to the deeper level. Um, that's where the disconnect comes from. Because once you do understand and you care about and you love your partner enough to know that you want them to feel good, you want them to feel whole, you want to make them feel happy and content. So you want to give enough to then be able to receive enough too. So it's that feeling of not being known or understood is a huge thing. I can fully uh, understand you. However, however, one thing that I've experienced with my my clients, my students, in the process of helping them to find their voice is exactly knowing oneself. Yes. Knowing this, this, this conversation and this process of finding this voice. So then when you say that people, the men and women say to you, they don't know me, my big question will be, but do you know yourself? Because how can someone know you if you're not able to show the through you to the person? You know, that, that's a life process too. That's a life process, isn't it? And it comes through, sometimes it's just a feeling. They contact me. Things are just off balance in their relationship. They don't know what it is. And so it's that learning your intuition about sensing when things are off balance but you know things always come back to the same way if you can't express yourself and if you can't if you don't feel that what you say is either being heard or well received um, or you're being dismissed or whatever uh, so we get back to that communication thing you can't talk about the tough stuff until you have somebody's attention 
And so this is where anything to do with relationships is all about cooperation, you know, all about cooperation. And if you have that breakdown in cooperation, if the other person doesn't want to try, doesn't want to do it, uh, can't see the point in it, then it's tough. But I work with individuals and as well, you know, if your partner doesn't, just like you say, we got to take care of the most important relationship and is that the one with ourselves? And so you've got to understand um, more of yourself and why things happen. And um, do they happen because, you know, I had a great conversation with uh, my editor about are things predestined or are they choice? So we get into, do you believe that um, this is the partner that you, you that was given to you, that you've got to just make do with things, or is there a choice here, you know? So it's a very interesting, um, as you know, if discovering ourselves, but I believe it's, it's, it takes fans over the whole of our life, you know? Where I thought I knew myself 20 years ago and I had clarity, um, I've evolved and got deeper and richer and wiser as I've got older and uh, I've gained more life experience. So um, it's, it's an evolving thing, isn't it? It is, but also it needs to have the willingness yes. to, Not- to grow, to, uh, to learn and to grow with it because it's, as we know, easier not the not necessarily the best to stay where you are and then just try to get by and then is when it comes also what you said do, do i say certain things do i just ignore and just pretend everything is fine uh, not only the corporation but relationships are so much about what we tolerate you know um what one couple um, puts up with or likes or thinks is okay. Another couple would think, oh my gosh, how do they do this? But this is where the, there's no judgment. And, but everybody loves to judge. Everybody loves to point the finger and say, and so gossip and talk about other people. And oh my goodness. But there's no two relationships alike. And through this work that I found, there's no stereotypes. I have women who have higher sex drives than their husbands and partners. Uh, I've got uh, the men who are naggers and the talkers and can emotionally reveal things. And the women who are much quieter and can't talk and whatever. So, you know, where we think things are the same, they're not. (laughs) And it's okay. This is why we are individuals. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, and that's a process. Yeah, that's very interesting, the, the complexity of everything. And But I always say we have to become observant. I, I believe for the work I do that once you go into this process of understanding this voice that you have, and then you have to prepare it to, to, to be able to unleash it. So you have to... to create a structure where your audience will understand. I find this such a powerful process also of healing of wounds as well, because you might touch certain areas. You say, I want to talk about this, but then when you go there, you realize that those wounds are still open and you have to heal them before being able to talk about them. But, but the other thing is when you 
start this process and you, you start also being more observant. And I'm not meaning, and in that I want to make a difference between being observant and being judgmental, mm -hmm. being observant. Mm -hmm. And by being observant, you also then observe behaviors of people. And as we know, people don't change. We cannot change people, let's say this. We cannot change people. They can change themselves if they, if they want to. So there are lots of hints that we can get from people before getting into a relationship, a cooperation with them. And when it is an emotional um, encounter, I'm going to talk to from the perspective of the women. I don't know if men is the same. I, I believe so. We tend to kind of not want to see certain things because there are other things that may be the physical, no, the, the sparkle and everything. And you get is when you get into those relationships that when you're too deep down, you, you realize what the hell am I doing here? And goes back to what you said at the very beginning, uh, the way you allow others to treat you. But it was there before. It, it's always there. It's never really a surprise. What do you think? That's my way of seeing it. That's right. And so, you know, we get to where the contrast, you know, the contrast becomes so great that it feels so uncomfortable to stay in that place, in that relationship. And so that's when people come to me. You know, people don't contact me when they're in great relationships and when they're happy, they're happy. And the people who are very decisive with their decisions, oh, I can't stand this anymore. I'm gone. I can't, I'm not dealing with this anymore. They don't come and see me either because they're very clear with the decision. The people who come to me are the people that are in pain, that are the people who are uncomfortable, that um, they want to stay, but they need things to improve. And so they're the people that come and see me. So it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, if it doesn't bother you, if you're able to deal with it and accept it, then it's okay. It's really okay. It's really okay. Awesome. And I see from what you, you're telling us here, you're sharing with us that your work, you, there's a lot of brave and boldness uh, on that as well. And uh, what I'll ask you here as our final uh, question what would it be um, for your own experience? Because uh, you, we know I, I, we work with people. I work with people as well. Working with these ladies, I, I've learned so much. I've grew so much. Seeing on them things that I identified on myself and I said, oh, my goodness, I do have that. Would it also be something that you have discovered uh, on yourself through this experience? But... Um, something that made you feel like amazing and brilliant and great and happy for doing what you do? Oh, gosh. Well, as you're talking, I'm thinking of several things. Um, well, first, really, the, the biggest and boldest thing was to be the first sex therapist in the Bahamas. So when you've, you're the first, there's no model. There's nobody to learn from in the culture that you're in. And so it was that when somebody said, well, the, 
if people don't know what your work is about and you want to start a private practice, then the best thing to do is to write a column in the local paper. And because then, you know, it's free and you can put your contact stuff at the end. I had never written before, ever. Uh, but as you can see, confidence has never been a problem. So I picked up the phone after I had a lot of thinking and I spoke to the features editor and I said who I was. These are some of the topics I'd like to write about. And she said, oh, that's great. Send it to me by Thursday and I'll print it on Tuesday. <gasps> wow. The bare naked, as I'm known as the bare naked coach, the bare nakedness of writing something that was perhaps controversial that had never been done before. Um, you talk about being big and bold and brave. That is, you know, uh, it's, it, and so it's a leap of faith. It was nerve wracking and it was totally feeling vulnerable and naked. But as time went on, so I wrote every week for two years, wrote a relationship fee with a little sexuality at the end. And as it became more accepted in the society um, and the newspaper loved it, I was able to be even braver to write articles on does size really matter? I do mention, and of course, it was a play on words, you know, you know, tall and short. But, you know, we got down to to all of that. So and why do men cheat? Why do women cheat? And got to these sorts of topics. And from there came a radio show and TV and, and on from there. And then, of course, it was moving it to a more global level. But that, that's one thing. But I must say, as you were talking, and I, must, I just have to say, is that I learn so much as well from my clients. I learn um, different perspective on things and little nuances and little tweaks in my own thinking. And the one thing that I've really learned so much about is the, what I call the different levels of trust. And, and each couple has their own different level of what's acceptable and what's okay. It may be spoken, it might be unspoken. Um, for example, trust is dependability. And can I count on you? Can I count on you to pick up the milk when I ask you to? Can I count on you to pick up the children at three o'clock? Can I depend on you? Can I depend on you not to humiliate me in front of our friends in a party? Can I count on you? Can I depend on you to be faithful to me? And so those layers of which are important to some couples and which layers aren't so important or they don't put so much emphasis on is very, very interesting. Yeah. So it's great learning, great learning. That's so awesome. And listening to you, I hear my mind is going also with what you're saying in just imagine these conversations so needed and so important for our growth to become better people, more complete, more holy, right? Right, that's right. So Maggie, it was a pleasure having you here and we could talk much more. There's so many things that I would love to ask you, but we have to keep the time. There will be other opportunities. And once more, thank, thank you again for being here. And if you have a final word, go ahead. I, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, I love your energy and I can feel it. You know, I can feel it across the screen. I just, I just always want people not to settle 
not to be, not to live in an unhappy place and to reach out to me. I have a complimentary 60 minute call that they can contact me on through my website um, or my social media. And um, so please contact and let, let's just see if I can help you in some way, but to move, to move and to know that there is a possibility that your relationship can improve. There always is. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Delighted. Thank you. That's all for today. I hope you got inspired to raise your game and be brave, bold, and brilliant. Make sure you listen to my other podcasts. Stories are great sources of inspiration and transformation. Subscribe. Remember, there is someone somewhere who needs to hear exactly what I shared with you here today. Be generous and spread the word. Give your feedback and help grow this awesome community. Until then, be brave, bold, and brilliant, and speak up unapologetically.